You've found a show that will explore how to experience a kingdom lifestyle that is both focused and balanced. Welcome to Live Exceptionally. In a world where we are constantly bombarded with demands on our time and attention, it can be difficult to find the space to truly live our best lives. But what if we could find a way to live exceptionally with a sense of purpose, freedom, and rest? Whether you're a busy professional, a stay-at-home parent, or anyone who wants to live a more focused and balanced life, this show is for you. Join us as we discover how to live exceptionally, finding freedom and rest along the way. Now, let's get into this week's episode of Live Exceptionally with Dr. Yvonne Thompson. Welcome back to Live Exceptionally. I'm Dr. Yvonne, your host, founder of Elisi, and author of Can You Sleep Like This? In the Rest of God and Reflections on Rest. Have you exercised this week? We all can find an excuse not to exercise, whether it's a lack of time, family, job, obligations that will take away the time that we need to get in our five days of 150 minutes total for the week. Here today to talk about how we can practice being good stewards of our body is Dr. Carla Pinto. She is a family practitioner resident at the University of Illinois Chicago Medical Center. Let's tune in. What do you think being a good steward of the body means, Dr. Carla? <laughs> I believe it means to, one, understand what stewardship uh, and stewardship means being able to manage, store anything that is entrusted. So in this case, if we're saying about being a good steward of the body, is being able to understand first what is the function of the body and how can I be a steward or keep it, preserve it, store it, um, and use it to its maximum capacity. Uh, so when we understand those two things, the function of the body and the importance of caring for it, we'll be become good stewards. When we talk about good stewardship, I think sometimes about the scripture in 1 Timothy 4, verse 7 through 8. Uh, it's sometimes used as a rationale not to exercise, but as a medical practitioner, what do you, what's your response uh, to this, especially as believers? You know, people are looking towards being in heaven and all this, and so uh, the focus is not so much on things right now, but looking towards, like, kingdom, heavenly things. What's your thoughts on that rationale for not to, ex not to reasons for not to exercising? Mm. Um, so I I don't think that stewardship just means exercising it is not important. I believe if there is value in it, of course, we're think it, the focus was spiritual things. And it's important for us to also agree with other scriptures. Um, I, I believe this is 3 John uh, 1, chapter 1, verse 2, that says, I that you're in good health as your soul prospers or that you prosper as your soul prosper. And the Amplified Version speaks about the physical uh, prosperity um, as your soul prospers as well. And it's important for us to see this because as believers, 
uh, we, yes, in Christ, we are new in Jesus. We uh, have the hope of being in glory uh, when we, you know, transition from, you know, earth, you know, and go to heaven. But in the meantime, we are entrusted with time. And this body that we have is the only one we're going to have here. We will have a new body later on. Great. But the other question, each one of us, we're called with a purpose and a mission. And that purpose does have a time. But the interesting thing is that listening to someone, I think it was um, Michael Todd recently, is that we only fulfill the maximum of that purpose as much as your body is able to handle. Um, so if the Lord calls you to, let's say, for example, be a missionary and uh, for 40 years, if you get diabetes, high blood pressure early on, on your 20, and not taking care of yourself, not exercising, or you're you not controlling your hemoglobin C, what we usually say for, you know, diabetics, or if your knees are hurting and you're going to physical therapy to see your muscles to minimize the pain, all these things that could be done to prolong your quality of life and to fulfill your purpose will not fulfill for the 40 years that it has for you. And so it's important for us to see that it is, it is as, to, as this body that we've been entrusted Lord, it is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and we need to care for it. How would you say, how, how do we practice good stewardship then? That when you say we should take care of the bodies, how do we actually put that into practice on a consistent basis? So I don't think it's just exercise. I think exercise is a part of it. But overall, what, how do we actually practice being a good steward then? Great question. Uh, as a temple that our body is, uh, the Holy Spirit, the, you know, it's important to give what it needs. And it's just like a plant. I have a little garden in my apartment. And not on a daily basis, but every other day, I, may, I make sure that the plant has water. There's like, I have literally like a, a light that is over the plants that I can turn on, switch off to give them time to rest as well. But they always need light, they need water, um, they need love and care. And you can see them blossom um, just by caring for them. And our bodies are the same, where we have not only to take care of making sure that we eat as healthy foods, and not only that, but care for it, that our skin is moisturized, that our hair is well washed, that you know we practice hygiene, make sure that we're taking care of this body and not only physically but also stress how do i decompress how do i distress like and and how do i speak to myself how do i um care for myself why allow what are the boundaries that i play that i do not 
allow them, you know, things or people to cross them that can injure my body emotionally, that can injure my body physically, or, or even the type of work. What am I submitting my body to that can endanger its safety, that it can endanger its, its, um, its well-being? As a person who focuses on medicine, most often people are coming to you because of physical ailments. There's something, some type of sickness, something that they're trying to find the reason for from a physical perspective. And our bodies, I believe, are designed by God for physical activity. Like we have to participate in physical activity. That's a part of like the energy, um, exercise, fitness that keeps our muscles, everything in good form, but it's also designed for rest. And so we have to sleep. We, we fuel our bodies by what we put into our system, but there's also time for our bodies to rest. You talk about the plant, you turn the light on for part of the time, but then you turn the light off in order for them to have a break from that. So we get a break when we sleep, if we sleep at night. And if, and even though our bodies are defined for physical activity, I think um, there's things that directly benefit our overall health, uh, where research says that what we do physically impacts mental and vice versa, how we think our emotions, if we're stressed out, if we're full of anxiety, if we're depressed, all these things can impact our bodies physically. And so what's your thoughts or response to that? Like what's the direct correlation between stewardship of our physical bodies and our mental health? Oh, um, so it is, it, they're so interrelated. Um, we are not, you know, I've heard like, you know, we're spirits, you know, soul and body. We basically are spirits. We live in a, a body and we have a soul. And interestingly is that what I would say, it is so important for us to care for our bodies because they also have an impact in our mental life. Um, for example, uh, if you don't sleep, which all of us need some time to rest. Our cells in our brain need time to recur. There's something that happens when we, we sleep. They're cleaning up. They're uh, helping with our memory. Um, and even that phase where we're resting, it is so important because when we wake up, we are rejuvenated. We feel, you know, better. We're able to focus. Uh, we're able to, like, even live uh, a peaceful, more peaceful and peaceful uh, day, uh, able to concentrate in the tasks that we need to do. It's interesting because, um, like you mentioned about stress, if I'm living cons consistently stressed, there's actually a physiological uh, mechanism that happens stress. We have a, a hormone called cortisol that is the fight or flight, you know, hormone that shows up when you're fighting or when you have to flee and run away from a stressful, uh, you know, situation where let's say you see a lion and you all of a sudden have this rush of, of um, energy from cortisol to run away, to find an exit. 
And so the interesting thing that over the years, like when we live in a society where we're always rushing, consistently rushing to get the job done, we're not sleeping well, and uh, we're trying to get things done, get you know, make 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 ends meet. The the problem with that is that that cortisol is consistently done, which was not designed like that. When we're resting, we're sleeping, that cortisol is lower. Okay, but when we are like rushing, we're stressed, it's up, and then it leads to increased blood sugars uh, in the bloodstream, naturally so, because it's designed to give energy when we're stressed, when we need to find a solution, when we're fighting, uh, but it's not supposed to be on like that all the time. It can lead to increased blood, sugar, blood sugars and blood pressure, because we need, you know, our blood to be going to all our streams. We're constantly alert. Our heart rate um, can go up, um, and, but it, we were never designed to be all the time. And so that also has an impact on morbidities, where you know people end up having blood pressures. You know, like people when they go to see the doctor, they sometimes have their blood pressures high, and they're relaxed. It's not that high. But they end up having blood pressures, increased blood sugars that leads to diabetes, also lead to like increased cholesterol. If there's sedentarism, there's no exercise, um, which can also, you know, they're all risk factors for a heart attack, uh, for strokes, for um, so many other, you know, conditions um, and diabetes. We, and high blood pressure, we call them the hypertension. And, and BDs are two silent killers, they call it. Yeah, just because over time, the complications of these two diseases, they're devastating, they are deadly. They can lead you to be blind. They can lead to the heart attack. They can lead to, like, kidney issues. And you have to go to dialysis, like, for diabetes, these that I'm claiming. Um, hypertension can lead to stroke. Um, and, and so many others, and you have paralysis and have to be on a physical therapy for a long time and disability. So all complications that we can uh, address them beforehand, before we actually ever diagnose with them. And for those that do have them, there are things that we do, but it is important to care for the body. Uh, and I know you mentioned in one of the questions about the importance of doing it consistently. One of the hard things is actually developing a habit of doing things. And I say this including, you know, putting myself in it. Um, I am still working as well, like in, in leading, living um, a balanced life. And one of the things that I think we all, you know, can relate to is the importance of having a consistency in it, um, which we're all working towards. But it's important to develop habits. I would recommend the book. There's one, Atomic Habits by James Clear. Um, that is a really great book that gives cues and things that you can, tips on how you can implement small habits, big and huge, but small steps that can, you know, lead to great results. Wow, that's a, a lot of really good information. I don't think we always correlate the stewardship 
of like what we're doing with our bodies with the actual sickness. You know, if we get diagnosed, if someone gets diagnosed with maybe not so much diabetes, because I think there's a common perception that diabetes is tied to sugar, you know, eating too much sugar. But I don't think there's a consistent correlation between the lack of sleep and some of these ailments and slowing down, not always being um, on the go, like just going, 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 and how that over time can uh, be debilitating to our bodies. We associate what we eat a lot with illness, um, but I don't think the association regarding our mental health that we always make that connection in terms of uh, anxiety, uh, stress, um, just that high performance type of culture that a lot of us live in and tying that to actual physical ailments. Can you hear me? Can you, you, you froze. Yeah, I, you froze too. I couldn't hear you for a minute. Okay. Um, I'll just repeat that. Um, can you hear I, me now? Yeah, I can hear you now, but it keeps freezing. Oh, you're... Um, you're frozen again. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. I'm not sure what is going on here. Um, I've never had this type of issue this early in the morning. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll just repeat that. Um, that's so interesting when you talk about that domino effect from lack of sleep, being high stress, high anxiety, and that type of lifestyle that directly impacts us and impacts our health. You know, so you give a list of all these physical type of ailments that we can, that can impact us by not getting enough sleep or by not eating correctly or just being stressed out all the time. hundred mm -hmm. percent. Um, and it's important to just, as believers, this is a, this is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Whatever I do, sometimes we just think, oh, as long as I'm not sinning and as long as I'm not, you know, but we damage the temple in a where we feed this should not be fed not only with what we hear, but also with what we eat, but also with what we see, because all these are gates that we open up to to um, to feed this body. And the question is, what are you going to feed it with? And sometimes the feeding is not uh, palatable, like it might be delicious. You know, we pass by, you, you pass by like McDonald's or any restaurant, and you're like, oh my gosh, it's so good. You know, your body will crave, but the question is, is it healthy for your body? That's the question. Yeah, I think we focus a lot on be careful of what you listen to, be careful of what you watch, but there's less emphasis on be careful of what we eat, what we consume, what we're taking in to our physical bodies. And yeah. that brings me to the thought about self-control, self-control and discipline can be enemies to good stewardship, not just self-control of, okay, you know, 
we shouldn't be spending so much time on social media. We shouldn't be watching so much TV or watching all these different things or what we're listening to, but self-control and discipline as it relates to what we eat, exercising. So what's your response to that? How do we overcome these uh, having good self-control and, and discipline regarding practicing good stewardship? Very good question. This is verse that says like every discipline doesn't flow at first, but does have a great reward at the end. And it might seem it's an enemy in the beginning that it's not <laughs> that it's not um, you know easy be consistent. That it's you know it's going against your body. Remember that child. You can discipline a child to the way they should go, you know, uh, train them, you know, so when they, they will not, our bodies are the same way we have trained them and each teach this body what is healthy, what you're choosing to, to do. Because sometimes what we do is we allow the body, the satisfaction to lead us to make decisions. But the question is, is, is that the best decision for the body? And the body go after what he wants. So, but it's spirit. And if we also have the soul that we can understand, we can research what is healthy, what is the best for our body, that's what we're going to do. And it will have to submit. You know, in the beginning, like, I don't want it. I don't like it. It doesn't taste nice. You know, the, the green juice is, <laughs> you know, it will react. It will it will manifest <laughs> and say, I don't want this because it's been used to staying prior to it. And so, and, and even research has shown, you know, we taste as babies or as little kids from the first years determine how our diet will be in the future. And so it is really hard culturally. Maybe you were, you grew up in a community where the, you know, lack of resources and be able to like eat healthier, you know, veg healthier foods with vegetables and and fruits and 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 you know lean meat and all that. But now you're an adult and you can make a decision. And you are also an adult that maybe you have kids and you have to make a decision. What are you going to train them to eat at home? So all these questions that you're asking, but you basically you should be asking these questions. If this is the only body that I have for now, I want to preserve and keep it as long as it can last. You know, we go to the mechanic for our, with our cars, check-ins. I recommend please go to the dog for check-ins. If we do it for cars to check the engine, to check, you know, change the oil, check the tires, and just make sure that you're good for the next few you know, months or year, and if we check, do the same with this body. Have it checked. What's going on? And a lot of people, like in, in cultures, say, like, oh, I don't want to find out if something wrong. Or, but no, it, it, we need to go over that fear. As that is fear. That is saying, I'm afraid I'll find something wrong with my body. But no, if we did with cars, why would we do with this body? Our body is more important than cars. Cars are here today, they break tomorrow, you can get a new one. This one, you can't <laughs> until Jesus comes. 
Amen. You know, I believe that that whole spirit of fear is something that we really need to annihilate because it's the trick of the enemy whereby, you know, sometimes it may not even be something that is really bad. It's just something that we need to tweak or adjust uh, in our lifestyle, you know, yeah. and for example, I remember when my blood pressure was showing high, it that, that was a to me, a red flag, catching it early so that it would not, I would not ignore it and then end up with something more uh, detrimental later uh, so that I could start reducing my sodium, reducing, yeah. you know, adjusting things in my lifestyle in order to bring the, the pressure down and, and be proactive uh, in that. So I wholeheartedly agree. What are some tips or ways that we can kickstart being good stewards of our body, whether it's fitness, nutrition, what's, what's some things that we can do to get started? 100%. Um, I, you know, I agree with Claire about doing small changes. So even if the CDC, it, you know, is recommended for us to exercise 150 minutes a week, which that would be equivalent, like, you know, you can exercise uh, 30 minutes every day for five days in a week. Okay, so if you if you have like an iWatch or like Fitbit or you know whatever device that can help you track your steps, you start start small. If, you know you don't walk, you don't run. Start walking. You know maybe walk around the house if it's cold outside and if it's not safe outside. You, uh, for example, um, and just do it for ten minutes. And in the afternoon, if you were stop for up to 10 minutes and then the evening walk for 10 minutes so you there you go you have your 30 minutes just doing small tweaks if it's you know in terms of diet you don't have to change everything in, in one day because we as human beings we want to see the result now you know like a microwave change but it doesn't work like that and if, what is your goal it's not just weight loss it should be a healthy a healthy Style. So if I'm desiring that, what what am I eating right now that is healthy? Great. And what is not healthy? Great. So for those areas or foods that are not healthy, what can I change today? Keep that change daily for the next week or two. And how are we doing with the change? And also having self-reflections. I believe in self-reflections because we take the time to pause and think, what am I doing? feeling um, even with the change feeling better um my um exercising more and and if it's easier get a a, a, a accountability partner you get someone that you can do it with. you you know either either is your you know your partner husband wife or a friend or someone that will hold you accountable so how do you do that change because sometimes we do it just by ourselves we might not realize just today i'm gonna you know take a break and then another tomorrow and there we go you know which um, i have experienced that myself so uh, you know being able to have someone that will hold you accountable but at the same time like self-reflect with all these changes making where am i and how am i doing one of my other guests for this stewardship of the body series her she's a, a coach and her whole business concept is wellness together. And she gets groups together to go on a 
fitness journey or nutrition journey. She does boot camps and other types of activities, but it's always within the concept of doing it as a group so that they can hold each other accountable, whether it's what they're eating or doing these like group hiking trips to help them discipline themselves on fitness. But there's also the spiritual aspect where they have to journal every day. They have a scripture verse every day. So it's like whole wellness all together. And it's a a great concept. What would you like to share as your closing thoughts? Yeah. Okay. So don't be afraid to go to your doctor. I have patients that sometimes I even do appointments either monthly or every two, three months for accountability and it's worked for them. So um, I recommend you to do the same, Um, you know, um, and one, remember this is the temple of the Holy Spirit and God wants this body to prosper just as you're prospering spiritually, just as you're prospering mentally in your in your career or in any endeavor that you are pursuing at this time so um care for this body care for where it is how you feel are you tired take the time to rest if necessary you know like do you need to sleep just go 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 um you know make sure that you're caring for the body you're 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 uh, curing it well you give it all the the things that it needs to to fulfill its purpose Thank you so much, Dr. Carla. Uh, this has been an awesome discussion. Definitely first for me as the audience of being consistent and being a better steward of uh, my body. Thank you. That's all the time that we have for this week's episode. Tune in next week for another episode of Live Exceptionally. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share with others on YouTube or your preferred podcast platform. Have an exceptional week. Thanks for joining us for Live Exceptionally with Dr. Yvonne Thompson. Each week we'll explore the secrets to living a life that is both intentional and fulfilling. We'll talk to folks that will share about productivity, mindfulness, and self-care to learn practical tips and strategies for staying focused, managing our time, and finding balance within a kingdom mindset. We'll also hear from people who have made the choice to live exceptionally and learn from their experiences and insights. Connect with Dr. Yvonne by signing up at elici.org. That's E-L-I-C-I dot org. Until next time, we're praying that you find balance and rest so you can live exceptionally.